And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We are about to get into our Bible study for the day. Before we do, Mon has another clue for the quiz. We have a studio audience that's just walked in. We we will see if anyone can guess it so far. I am the first one to get it wrong. <laughs> the only one to first get it. Just mentioning that. Mentioning, it just mentioning that. Because Jasmine me, cheated. Did take no, me three clues to get there. Lyle was in discreet. We have two Jasmines here this morning, by the way. They're so, multiplying. There can yes. be a Jasmine plague soon. <laughs> is that going to well, be a Welcome to our other though? Jasmine. Glad you can join us. How old is the other Jasmine? She's eight. She's eight. Yeah, Ooh, no, yeah. I wonder if she can get this clue. Okay, so listen, listen up carefully. See if you can answer the clue. Okay, and if you the can, quiz. don't call it out. Just put your hand up. Okay. Okay. You know what the so, is. so little Jasmine, it's a what creature am I? So, what animal am I? Quiz, and this is the clue. John saw one of these that was pale, and death was riding on it. So oh, the prophet John. So this is something that you ride. Yes, and he saw one that was pale, and death was riding on it. Do you know? Does anyone know the answer in in the studio audience here? Any hands going up? Ooh, ooh. ooh okay, we, we, we got we, we we got our hand going up. I Maybe she can whisper it. Maybe she can whisper it. If any of our listeners know I'll, the I'll answer, pass her, I'll, I'll pass her a, a pad and paper. She can uh, she can write it down and see if she is correct. If you are one of our listeners and would like to answer the quiz, you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Tell us what you think the answer is. Oh, our live studio audience has got the answer correct. Very good. Good on you, Jasmine. Killing it. Eight years old and knows the answer to the quiz. She got off one clue, Lyle. It took you three. Just want to point that out. Just want to point that out. And, uh, yeah, we'll give you the prize. The prize today is a copy. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to say about that. <laughs> the copy today is uh, Faith of the Anzacs, a really wonderful book by Daniel Renault. Okay, so we have uh, some other people joining us here in the studio. And I think, was it was it uh, Carol? Yes. And Carol and Jasmine and Jeremy, yes. And... Bernice, that's right, and Bernice, all joining us here um, in the studio this morning. Um, Carol, we had some birds join us just before. We had we some did. birds we fly had, in the tent. We had birds All kinds fly. of things fly, uh, joining us. Now, uh, Bernice, whereabouts are you from? You've got a bit of an accent. Not, not Bernice, Carol. I'm getting my, my, my people mixed up. Ah, we have a South African oh, here. Oh, I've been collecting South Africans this camp. I've met so many of them. You have? Yeah, Carol, did you know on the first morning that we did the show from here, uh, as you know, I just got back from Africa and uh, I was uh, messaging some of my friends in Cape Town and they decided to tune into the show and one of them won the quiz and we have to send the prize to South Africa. <laughs> yes, that will be interesting. We have had uh, we have an interesting time posting stuff to South Africa in the past. Done but, it before, um, not always We'll see worked. how we go. And of course, um, Mon, you were there not so long ago. Um, right loved there in it. Cape Town and loved loving it. it. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Cape Town, beautiful city. Oh, just love it. Hopefully. Yeah, um, uh, Carol, which which um, which city are you which from, city are you from in, in South Africa? Oh, she's from Cape Town. Man, why would you ever leave Cape Town? Cape Town to me is like a dream. Have you looked outside? No, you didn't, Lyle, I'm not even going to lie to you. You know how I go running at the beach every morning? Uh-huh. Every time I run on that beach, and I'm like, this beach is just so beautiful, but it's not <laughs> as beautiful as the beaches in Cape Town. I hate to say oh, it. You're such a tourist, Mon. You're such a tourist. You are such a tourist. And they have this table mountain thing that's in the background almost all the time, and it just kills it, man. That thing, like, it just... Oh. 
All the beaches are better for Table Mountain. Okay, so yesterday we had uh, Joseph who stopped into the studio for a few minutes and he shared with us some thoughts on uh, freedom, free choice. Yeah, which were really, really good thoughts. Yes, it was, you know, just a random person walks into the studio and then suddenly comes out with all these deep thoughts. It was it amazing. Was great. It yeah. was fantastic. Um, this morning we're going to continue on from there and we are looking at okay, we've got free choice. What do we do with that free choice? How do we actually make decisions in relationship to free choice? Um, what can help us to make good decisions? Because free choice means that we have the opportunity to do that. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter five and verse seventeen. That is First Thessalonians chapter five and verse seventeen. A remarkably long verse, if I remember rightly. Uh, Jasmine, have you found that one yet? Uh, yes, <laughs> Lyle, you're a First Thessalonians up. five and what was the verse? Seventeen. Seventeen. Pray without ceasing. That's it. That's really, really long, Lyle. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Such a <laughs> the second shortest verse in the Bible, I think. Jesus wept is the is the shortest one. This would have to be the second shortest no, one. No, maybe third shortest because the verse before it is even shorter. That's true. It's true. What does the verse before it say? Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice. Oh, it is too. Yeah, mine. Mine. Verse sixteen is always be joyful, and then seventeen is never stop praying. If you're counting the letters, sixteen is shorter than seventeen. I've been done in. You've been done in. By one letter of the alphabet. And an eight-year-old. <laughs> and an eight-year-old. Ah, uh, dear, what am I going to do? Anyway, um, what does... What, okay, so pray without ceasing. What does that actually mean? How do, how do you do that? So basically, when you wake up in the morning, get on your knees, and you just stay there until it's bedtime. Isn't it? Is okay. that what it means? You yeah. stay there, yeah, do just you, um, pray the whole day through, yeah, uh-huh. then go to bed. No, but you pray without ceasing, you pray while you're asleep as well. Oh, my bad, yeah. So you do have to stay awake all night as well, praying. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's what it means, right? Isn't that like the literal... Jasmine, is that what this verse means? I don't think so. You don't think so? But I it suspect, says pray without I suspect ceasing. It Any does good say Christian that. knows. It does say that. I suspect that this means something different. Go on then. Uh, Jasmine, what do, you, what, what do you think it means? I think it means like going about your day in a prayerful spirit. Ooh. I like to liken it to the internet. The internet. Yes, which is failing us dramatically here this morning. Can you just like hear the... Who, who wrote First Thessalonians? Paul. Can you just imagine Paul saying to the people, I like to think of this like the internet. <laughs> and everyone being like, wait, what? <laughs> the internet. How does, it, how does this relate to the internet? Okay, it's like this. You come in here this morning, you open up your computer, uh-huh. and it logs onto the internet. It just does that automatically, right? When you open it up. When it, when, when When your computer wakes uh-huh. up, it logs on. Correct. Except it didn't this morning because it was, it was dead. Yeah, yeah. But that's beside the point. And then when you close your computer at the end of the day, it just, it just goes to sleep. Correct. And while it is logged onto the internet, if a message comes through... It just comes through, doesn't it? Yes. And if a message goes out, if you hit send on any kind of message, it just goes out, doesn't it? Yes. But all day long, the entire time that your computer is awake, messages, there is an open portal. There is an open portal yes. of messages that, uh, that, that flow backwards and forwards. So you have opened the portal in the morning and you have closed it when you go to sleep at night. Because it's not like you shut your computer down in between messages. Otherwise, you wouldn't no, get the messages. that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. How did people understand this verse before internet? I don't know. It's a really but, cool analogy. 
I remember I, I, the first time I ever preached on this was uh, back in the days of dial-up, and I, and I remember saying it's a little bit like you know dialing up and then staying logged on all day. And of course, that was back in the day when that was an unheard of thing. Nobody would ever do such a thing. <laughs> but now the illustration is just so much better because our computer is literally logged onto the internet all day. Whatever your computer is awake, it is logged onto the internet. Yeah. And there is an open portal via which messages can flow backwards and forwards, and that's what it means to pray without ceasing. It means when you get up in the morning to open that portal with God. So that throughout the day, messages can just flow backwards and forwards. I mean, I suppose it's. it's I mean, even getting smaller now, it's also like having a, an iPhone or a, a smartphone where you're having a chat with a friend, and the chat lasts all day. It's not like you're constantly sitting there, your thumbs going, 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 going. It's you know, every now and then you send one there, and then you know she sends one back after a while, and you send one there, and then you know, over the whole day, you've ended up having a conversation, even though it didn't take every second of the day. Sure. Okay, well, think about it this way. Let's say that you have a very close friend. Let's say you're having a, you know, doing the whole long distance relationship thing. And as a part of that, you arrange um, a, 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 a habit or a custom or an arrangement, a schedule, I guess you would say, where you know what? I'm going to give you a call every morning. Mm-hmm. So you're having a long distance relationship. You say, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a call morning and night. Um, so in the morning, you call up. Um, and you have a bit of a conversation on the phone, and then through the day, messages go backwards and forwards, as you were saying, Mon, and then at the end of the day, you might finish the day with a call. Yeah, yeah. Okay? What you've got is an illustration right there of two different kinds of prayer. Because you have the more formal prayer, Mm -hmm. and that's where you open that portal of communication with God. Um, And that's more like your telephone conversation. Because in telephone conversation, we all know that they can be really distracting. Um, and in a telephone conversation, they can be, uh, you know, you're not allowed to dr- drive and have that conversation because, you know, you're focused. Yeah, it takes really more focused. Of focus attention. But when it comes to messages just going backwards and forwards, um, you know, that's just sort of randomly happening at, at, at any time. And, uh, and, and then you finish off. And it's kind of like that with God, you know, open that portal with God, have a serious conversation. Then messages go backwards and forwards. That's pray without ceasing. Um, all day long and then finish it with prayer at the end of the day. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 5. James chapter 1 and verse 5. What have you got for us there, Mon, in relationship to making good decisions? James chapter 1 Good decisions five. will be made while ever you keep that portal with God open. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Amen. Okay. This is a really really good verse. Is there any such thing then as a stupid question to ask God? No. The only stupid question is the question you don't ask. Yeah, that's right. That's what it comes down to. And the Bible says that he is always there. He is always willing to give answers to your questions. That was one of the things I really appreciated about Corporal uh, Jesse Stanfield's uh, testimony this morning was that you know he came back from Afghanistan with so many questions yeah. in his mind. Just so many questions, and it was when he found God that he found the answers to those questions. And so this morning, if you've got questions, if you're asking, you know, the questions that he was asking, why is there so much horror in the world? Why, you know, if, if God is a God of love, why does why does this happen? And I think this is one of the things that makes his testimony so powerful, because he has really, truly seen horror. 
you know, you, you hear it at Stuart's point, Big Camp, we're not looking at anything horrific, are we? No. It's just like Way the most beautiful, beautiful place on the planet. Yeah. And um, But he's really seen it. He's experienced it. And if anyone has an excuse to say, you know what, I don't believe in God because there's too much evil in the world and God can't be a God of love, then it's somebody in Jesse's shoes that has that excuse. But here's somebody who found God and found the answers to those questions by finding God, those questions made no sense to him until he actually found God and God came into his life. A very, very powerful um, testimony that was shared a little earlier on. If you missed it, make sure you jump on our webpage and listen to the podcast version of The Breakfast Show, um, one of the most um, amazing testimonies that we have had on this show. Okay, so two principles that we are drawing out right here. One, pray without ceasing. Be in contact with God when it comes to good decision-making. If you are constantly in contact with God, you'll make good decisions. And the other thing is, when a question comes up to your up into your mind, take that question to God. Let's go over to Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, 19. Uh, Jasmine, we're going to flick back over to you real quick. I just um, want to say this verse here in James is a really great promise. Like, ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it to you. That's a promise. It is. Yeah. And one that we should Capitalize claim. Capitalize on it. Capitalize on that one. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1. Chapter 1. Yes. And verse? Uh, Jasmine, can you start for us in verse 18, I think? Yep. Our Bible study only gives us verse 19, but I'm thinking off the top of my head that verse 18 is really important. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Okay. The willing and obedient part is verse 19, which is the one that our Bible study has directed us to. But I like verse 18. Come and let us reason together. You know, when we reason together, sometimes when we're reasoning together, conversations can become strident, can't they? You know, because it's like, well, I have this argument and this thought. Do you think we can have a strident conversation with God? I think you can have any conversation with God. Even when you're really upset about something? I think it's when he wants you to come to him, for sure. What if you're upset with God? Definitely go to God about it. And what if you've got some really strong things to say to God? He's ready for you. What if you uh, step over the mark in what you say? He wants to hear it. He wants to have a relationship with you. What's a relationship if you can't take everything to each other? Okay, so then it doesn't matter what emotional state you are in. It doesn't matter how upset angry, even furious you might be, you can go to God. Exactly. God made us to have a relationship with us. Why would he create us and say, do you know what? I don't want to see that side of you. If you just keep that out of the picture, that'd be great. He created us to have a relationship with us. He wants every single side of us. He wants to take all our sides to him and he can help us deal with them. So where you can actually have an argument with God. Absolutely. You can fight with God over an issue. He's got a whole Bible stuff ready for you. (laughs) I like that. He's going to come back with the Word of God. (laughs) Get ready for it. It's going to happen. I really, really appreciate what you just said there, Mon, um, because I think that we are often too afraid of God to actually... Um, you know when we're when we're in a you know you know when we're upset when we're angry with, angry with God to take it to God but God's like you know what it doesn't matter what you've got bring it to me just bring it to me I just want to have a relationship with you I will take anything that I can get that's that's God's attitude to us and that's God's approach to us and I know I've got a a good friend who's now passed away but he was um, somebody who was 
um, a really, really powerful mentor for me as a young person growing up in the church. And this was one of his favorite verses because he's a really emotional guy and he used to get really upset about stuff. And sometimes he would fight with God and he'd have arguments with God. And and, and and it'd be so upset about things and so emotionally moved. And, and and this was a verse that he relied on because it was like, you know, God said, let us reason together. And he would go and fight with God until God was, you know, God's always patient. God's always mm. got an answer. And God's always just giving, okay, yeah, yeah. Calm down, John. Here it is. Here's the answer. If you're going to fight with anyone, fighting with God is the best option because God fights fair. <laughs> this is true. God this fights is true. love, yeah. Absolutely. He's always going to be there. He's always going to have a reply for you. He is never going to let you down. And that what what's that's what makes God so ama- amazing. All right, Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty four, twenty five. Mon, what have you got for us there? Matthew, let me turn there. Matthew twenty seven, verse. What was it? Twenty five. Uh, twenty four. Matthew. Sorry, uh, let me try that again. Matthew seven. Matthew, Matthew seven. seven. Yep. Verse twenty four and twenty five. Matthew chapter seven. Verse 24 and 25. If my banana fingers would actually turn these pages, that'd be great. It kind of helped if our pages weren't so damp, hey? Yeah, it, when we get here in the morning, our tent Everything is like, got is a bit of condensation damp. on it. And in it. And dewy. And all of our all of our equipment Quip. is damp and, and wet. Unfortunately, the chairs as well. It's my and, least and, favorite thing. And the box of tissues is all damp. <laughs> if you need to blow your nose, it's like, ew. <laughs> okay, Matthew 7, 24, 25. Is that what you said? Yes. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Okay, so when it comes to making decisions, exercising our power of choice, that bedrock that we have right there that we build our life on, what is that rock? That's Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. You come from Perth. Yes. What's Perth built on? Sand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even really realize until I came to the East Coast and everyone was referring to me as a sand groper. And I was like, what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one of these days, Perth is going to just get washed, washed away. away. <laughs> you know, Perth is, and this is the interesting thing about sand. Sand is great to build on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. really? Roads in Western Australia last infinitely longer than roads anywhere else in Australia because huh. they're built on sand. Huh. I yeah. didn't know that. And so sand can look very attractive as like, okay, here I've got this perfect stable platform to build on. I'm going to build on the sand. And it looks good. Yeah. And it is good. Aww. The reason that Perth is still there is because Perth has never had a flood. Oh, snaps. <laughs> when was the last time Perth flooded? I don't think there's ever been a flood. There has never. The, the Swan one. River just doesn't flood. No, no. Swans stay still. It's kind of, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a drained swamp, you know that. It's just, <laughs> this is Perth. Wild. This is the nature of Western That's Australia. That's my city you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. But, but why does everyone say don't build your house on the sandy land? And then Perth went and did it. Why does it last so long then? Okay. It, la- it is very stable to build on, which means that it looks really good. Mm. But the si- slightest flood, it just vanishes. Okay. So it's, it's, just, it's just a flood issue. Yeah. Okay, wow. So anywhere else in the world, I mean, you know, you look at, you look at uh, Maitland where, where I'm living, mm-hmm. which has massive floods. You know, the Hunter, the Hunter Valley just floods all over the place. Um, if you built on sand there, your house would be washed away in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, that's true. You can only build on sand where it never floods. And so this is the thing. You can look at the world and you can look at it, the world and say, okay, I'm going to build my foundation here because it looks amazing. Mm. But as soon as a flood comes and so, as soon as there's any um, stress caused, the whole foundation just vanishes. Yeah. And the reason that you know Perth has not vanished is because it's a city that doesn't flood and they're able to get away with it. But you wouldn't get away with that anywhere else in the world. No. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, often the world can look good. It's like, yeah, we'll build our foundation here. No, nope, it's not going to work. Build your foundation on Jesus Christ. If you are built on the rock, that's something that will never wash away. It doesn't matter how big the storms are. It doesn't matter how vicious they are, but it will always be there. This is Josh Cunningham.
to Josh Cunningham with uh, Origins of Sand here on Faith FM. We were just talking about sand and building on sand and uh, a song there with some great lessons for us. Um, our quiz has been answered, Mon. Ooh! Congratulations to uh, Gloria from Townsville who got the question uh, correct and, of course, the answer was horse. Good on you, Gloria. Very impressed. You're getting a copy of Faith of the Anzacs by Daniel Renault. That's really cool. I'm very impressed because that was a pretty hard quiz. That was a tough quiz. There yeah. were no easy clues in that quiz, I don't think. No, nah, it was not nah, yeah, the last clue was Moses sang a song about this creature and its rider was thrown into the sea. 
So that's even that's, that's not even that's yeah. not even that you yeah, know that's, that's a hard one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so Gloria said a good job of answering that. Good on you, Gloria. Yeah, well done, well done. Okay, so the answer, of course, was horse, and that's a very appropriate quiz for today as we're remembering the Anzacs, um, and of course, you know, particularly during the First World War, the the horse was uh, was one of the primary means of you know moving um, both soldiers and equipment um, around all fronts, um, and horses served extensively. And of course, we remember, um, you know, the the uh, the light horse that we had in Palestine um, with the attack on Beersheba that was successful, um, and the last six, in fact, the last successful um, cavalry charge of all time. Is that what the light horseman exchange in Sydney honours? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, and yeah. so there's a pole there to symbolise every single one of the light horsemen that um, that fought in that battle. Of course, the, the British threw sixty thousand men at that uh, at that attack for an entire day, which failed. And then, um, yeah, a few hundred light, light horsemen um, stepped in and uh, and took Beersheba in the space of about twenty minutes. Wow! Yeah. Wow! It's incredible. Yes. Incredible story. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, and with very few casualties, and with the wells intact, which was the uh, the really critical thing, because the British had marched across the desert, and they had to take the city that day, and they had to take it with the wells intact, um, or they were done because they had no water to get back. It was a one way venture. Is isn't that the one with uh, the story where the horses sort of like just? Yeah, these were these were these were not cavalry horses; they were light horses. Um, and so a light horse is an infantry is mounted infantry, not cavalry. Um, and so they weren't equipped for a cavalry charge. But yeah, when the horses smelled the water, they charged. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know what the difference between infantry and cavalry horses, right? Um, an infantryman is somebody who fights on foot. Okay. And so a light horseman is an infantryman who is highly mobile. So he'll use his horse to get quickly to a location where he then fights on foot. Gotcha, where cavalry fights on the horse. That's right. Like a uh, polo caval- caval- Cavalry fights from horseback. And so the, uh, the light horsemen would, um, would, would work in squads of four, where when they arrived at the scene of action, one man would hold four horses and three men would go into action. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, whereas at Beersheba, they lined up and they charged like a cavalry charge. Um, and even though this was not something they were trained to, but they believed that part of the success of it was that the horses smelt the water mm-hmm. and there was just no stopping them. Wow. So they were out of their depths and they pulled off. Praise the Lord. That's yeah. an incredible story. It is a very, very remarkable story. And, uh, yeah, part of the history, part of the history of Australia, one of the, one of the great moments in, in, in the history of Australia. Um, for well, sure. Lyle, those horses might have smelt water, but I can smell nut meat pie. Is it making you hungry? Yeah, because I, I, I didn't have time to grab all my breakfast, so I just grabbed... Your breakfast looks amazing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's fruit salad, but fruit salad's not going to hold me, and so usually I have muesli as well, but I left my muesli behind. I don't have time to go get it, so I just ran and got a nut meat pie from the camp store in between our song segments. Where is the nut meat pie? I don't see a nut meat pie. I'm hiding it over here, and uh, <laughs> so you don't salivate all over it, but I think we better get back into our Bible study so I can get into my pie. Psalms 119 <laughs> verse 105, and it doesn't matter if we get into our back into our Bible study or not, the radio show will continue, Mon. That's right. And it will continue. You're going to have to wait all the way through until 9 o'clock. <laughs> it's just it's not happening until then. Do you know the reason, the reason I thought I'd better grab the pie instead of going home and getting my muesli is because the workshop that I'm attending is just so good, and I don't want to miss a second of it, so I just want to get there early, get my seat 
not miss a thing. What's the, what's the workshop called? So uh, it's called Kingdom Builders. I don't know if anyone remembers from last year, we interviewed Marcus Mundell around about this time. We did. Uh, Pastor Marcus Mundell. We're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again. And because uh, it was so good last time and it's so good this time. It, like I went to this workshop last year, loved it so much. I'm literally doing it again. That's how good it is. And, and, it's, it, a, and it's exactly the same thing. With a bit of tweaking here and there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last year was the first time they ever presented it and it went, went really, really well. It was a huge success. And uh, I really wanted to bring the program to our church, Maitland Church in Newcastle, and uh, and have it as a program for the for the, for the community, for the public, as well as for the church, because uh, it talks about you know really important stuff and it's just really fascinating and very inspiring. So, yeah, it talks all about uh, like uh, financial health and stewardship and, you know, the kind of stuff you wouldn't expect Christians to be talking about, really. Mm. So, yeah, anyway, we're in the book of Psalms. Yes, we are. 119. The, l- the last book of Psalms? 119, 105. It's not the last one, oh, no, it's, it's the not. longest one. That's, oh, that's right. It's the yes. longest one. You knew it was famous for something. Something famous. One o- and it is one chapter after the shortest one. There's so, one chapter in between. Oh, really? Yeah, go to 117, see how long that is. Let me have a look. Psalms 117. There's a lot. By the way, pain. Psalms 117, uh, we believe, is the psalm that the disciples, Jesus and the disciples sang in at the Last Supper. I was only two verses in 117. Yeah, it's still a very short one. So our studio audience has just grown, so you'll never believe that Blake Pendleton Blake. has just walked in. Who, Blake, who happened come to and sit over reference. here. A, we got a seat for you. Yeah, did you know Blake Penland? we had an interview this morning uh, with Corporal Jesse... Stanfield. Stanfield, and he was talking about you. How about that? And now you walked in. You might want to hit that button for us, please, Producer Shell. Thank you. So welcome to the show, uh, Pastor Blake Penland, and uh, we're in our... <laughs> Third segment of our Bible study. Hour. I just should say you must. It, it's it's a tremendous privilege that you have to have Jesse as an elder in your church. He's awesome. I what love what a Jesse. testimony! I've never heard his testimony oh, really? before. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, wow! He comes back. He's got all these questions. You know, God God hits him with a dream in the middle of the <laughs> night. He turns up in church. God has given him a passage of the Bible that is just you know the right passage at the right time. Just incredible. Did he tell you what Bible that was too? Yes, he brought it with him. Okay, he brought it with show. him. He had it right here. It was his camouflage um, Bible that he'd taken with him. And to the crazy thing is, is I, so I knew his dad way before I ever met Jesse. Oh, I used really? To, I used to work for his dad. When I first came to Australia, I actually couldn't get a job. I don't know if I should say this on the radio, actually. Go but, on, go on. Too late. But <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get a job because I didn't have the right uh, immigration qualifications oh, <laughs> to work. Uh-huh. Um, so this person, who I will leave nameless, <laughs> who I have already <laughs> named, I suppose, uh, he uh, he helped me, and, and I started working for him. Yeah, we- um, yeah, he just helped you. Right? He just helped he me. Just helped you. <laughs> You're allowed to help people. And we built a friendship. And I was a tree lopper for about two years working with him, and we would cut trees down and stuff. And then I met, I met Jesse through his dad. So his dad and I are actually really good friends. And his dad, the interesting thing is, his dad and I used to. Uh, I don't know if I can say this either. Actually, we're getting a little wild. <laughs> You've already done it once. Just do it again. Well, his dad used to um, grow medicine, the same kind of medicine that I used to grow in America before I became a Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then we both came to the Lord at the this same was time. For medicinal use. Uh, no. No. <laughs> but this we, was for very destructive use. Yeah, it was. And we, but we actually both made the decision to to quit using and selling marijuana and 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 come to the lord at the same time and so he was his dad was the first person i ever washed feet in the communion wow you know what i'm saying and that story gets just (laughs) i'm so glad you randomly walked into that tent the testimony can continue and then right after that 
um, when we were working, we were praying for Jesse because Jesse was had no relationship with God, and 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 then Rod was like, "Hey, you should um, become friends with Je- you. Should get to know Jesse because I'm trying to reach him. I'm trying to tell him about how good Jesus is." But I just, which is why he um, gave in the Bible, which is why yes. he wrote what he wrote in the front of that Bible, that, and he didn't read that for like three years or something like that. I don't know yeah. if Jesse yeah. told yeah, yeah, you yeah, that. Yeah. that. Yeah, and then and then it was incredible. Like then Jesse and I became friends, and and uh, I actually sent him to a church in Raymond Terrace two years before I'd ever been to Raymond Terrace, like because he lived in Raymond Terrace. No way. And then two years later, um, he was still on the terrace when God called me to plant um, RTM, Raymond Terrace Mission. And now, Jesse, full circle, is one of the elders of our church. Yes. <laughs> so amazing. So that, that's so, like a eight-year story, but yeah. I love that up. we get to hear it on the side of it. and it's, But this is how it is with testimonies, that people's stories are never just one singular. It's like no man is an island. Like there's all, It's all interwoven with other that's stories. That's right. It, they're not the linear. The way God works is incredible with it's, different lives. It's like them together. a... I like to compare it to uh, an orchestra, and we are yes. just notes in the symphony. We're just yes. notes in the yes. symphony, playing a different yes. part, but putting it all together is just, and God is the conductor, and he's making a beautiful harmony with all of our lives. Nah, Amen. praise God, praise God. <laughs> well, you've totally sidelined our Bible study, Blake. Oh, but that was a really good part of really it. Good a really good addition to the testimony. <laughs> that was bad. a great addition to the testimony. But let's, it's true, but let's wrap Psalms it up. Psalms 119, 105 is where we were. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Read that one out for us, Blake, with your booming American voice there. (laughs) Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Okay, so the question that we're asking in relationship to these verses is um, um, what general steps do do these verses to give us um, help in making right decisions? Well, they guide our path. It says it right there. It's clear as a bell. What kind of a guide is it? What does what does what does this what time of day does this lesson infer we are in? It would infer that we're at some time in in the, at night or okay, so early, it infers, early in the morning. It infers that there is darkness there around us. It's very very dark. Mm-hmm. And have you ever tried walking along a path when it is very very dark? It's yes. really hard. I was riding a push bike one time when it was very very dark. Uh, back to my dormitory when I was young, and I was riding flat out as you do when you are 21 years old and a bit stupid, and walking down the road in front of me, unbeknownst to me, were two of my classmates wearing long black trench coats. It didn't end so well. (laughs) I needed a light to guide my path. You need a light to guide your path today. That light is the Word of God. It will guide you to Jesus Christ, where you will find light to uh, make good decisions throughout your day. We're going to move on. This is um, Tennessee Ernie Ford with I'm a Soldier of the Cross. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb? And shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease? While others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace? 
to help me on to God. A follower of the Lamb And shall I fear to own his cause Or blush to speak his name Part of camping caravanning scene? Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May 10 through 18. Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre. Contact Debbie on 024994-3220 or simply email graynomads at adventist.org.au. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So you think I'm something special, like I know a thing or two, like my eyes don't ever wander, like my aim is always true. So you think I'm not a dirty, rotten scoundrel through and through. Well, lady, I've got news for you So you think that you're the only one to cry yourself to sleep That you're the only one who's scared they all forget you when you leave So you think that you're the only one whose heart is black and blue Well, listen, I've got news for you Just tell you that it's true It's true Listen, I've got news for you
was Andrew Peterson with I've Got News here on Faith FM. We have come to question of the day time. What is our question of the day today, Mon? Yes, we have a great question. This Oh, I'm not sure if you might count this one as being a little bit controversial, Lyle. Okay. And so many of our questions are wonderfully controversial. You know how much I like a bit of controversy, especially early in the morning. Yeah, uh, let, why not? Let me just get my camera up so I can video you doing this so there's evidence. I don't even, I don't even know where I'm going to start with... Uh, with uh, you gave me a quick preview on this one, so I think I'll start in uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. The question is... Did Jesus have special help being perfect when he was on earth? The Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not think it robbery to be equal with God, because he was equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, the key word no, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The Bible says that Jesus came as a man just like us. Jesus was was not just here to be our mediator, to be our sacrifice, to be our substitute, but also to be our example. Jesus came to live his life so that he could be an example for us. If we go over to the Gospel of John, uh, the Bible talks about the miracles that Jesus did and the power that Jesus had, and it talks about the source of that power, where that power came from. And right here um, in chapter 14 and verse 12, he says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these, because I go to my Father. And so we look at the miracles that Jesus did and say, well, that's impossible for us. Absolutely. It was impossible for Jesus in his humanity to do those works. So Jesus never ceased to be God, but he put aside his divine power, lived as a human, and drew on the power of the Father to be able to live his life. If you go over to Hebrews, and this is probably the most important verse in this whole Bible study, Hebrews chapter 2 and we will this is the, the the whole of the whole of chapter 2 is about the humanity of Jesus so chapter 1 is all about his divinity chapter 2 is all about his humanity uh, verse 14 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise four redundant words right there to emphasize that he took part of the same, he became a human like us, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And part of that destruction was showing uh, an example for us um, as humans, how we can live as humans. For truly he did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham, a descendant of Abraham. Wherefore, it goes on, it says, in all things, the key word, all things, it was best for him to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And watch this, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. When we look at the life of Jesus and we look at how Jesus lived his life, we look at the, we look at the, 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 the tremendous suffering that Jesus went through and we recognize that Jesus, to pay the penalty for our sin, had to die. But he did not just come to this earth and die. He came to this earth and he lived here for 33 years. And during that time, he suffered beyond what any of us can imagine. And we ask, why did Jesus do that? 
Why did Jesus allow himself to be put through so much suffering? Why did Jesus, you know, give the devil such an opportunity to attack him so incessantly and so viciously during that entire time period? And the answer is simple. He did it so that he could be an example for us. You know, we have not a high priest um, who cannot be touched with the feelings of our weakness, but was in all points tempted like we are, but never sinned. Jesus suffered for us so that he, when we are going through through pain, when we are going through suffering, Jesus can place his arm around our shoulder and Jesus can say, I've been there. I've experienced it. I know exactly what you are going through. I can get you through this. Uh, and I can show you how to gain the victory over Satan. That's why Jesus lived as a human being. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. We would love to answer whatever question you're struggling with, whatever question is plaguing you at night. Just give us a call. 1-800-324-843. We'll answer it live on air as part of our question of the day. Enjoy this song.
That was Keith and Kristen Getty with the perfect, perfect wisdom of our God here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of the show and we are about to give something away for free. So you need to get ready to give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. Yes, first person through will get a copy of a really incredible book. It's called Hacksaw Ridge. The Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. Sorry, The Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. It's the story of Desmond Doss. And if anyone, you know, has heard of this in any capacity, you'll know it's one of the most powerful uh, testimonies of a soldier. Uh, who wanted to honour God and uh, a Seventh-day Adventist soldier nonetheless and this story it would just change your life it's such a powerful and incredible story The Hero of Hacksaw Ridge um, you know the, the movie came out recently was made by Mel Gibson and um, you can get a copy of the book that it was based on right here right now just give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning it's been a special program today to uh, honour Anzac Day to honour our veterans to honour the people that have um given so much of themselves to to ensure that we will continue to enjoy the freedom that we currently enjoy in Australia. And the peace. And the peace, yes. Indeed. And, of course, if you've been enjoying the Bible study this morning, you'd like to know more about the Bible, um, we always want to encourage people to read the Bible. The best way to learn the Bible is to just start studying it for yourself and study it with prayer. You know, you hear Jesse's uh, testimony this morning when he first started to uh, to try and read it. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to him, but when he, uh, when he prayed, God answered his prayer in the most dramatic way. And God can do the same for you. If you are struggling to understand it, we would love to help you. If you've sort of opened the Bible and gone, you know what, I have really no idea what this is talking about, then uh, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our number, and we will connect you with somebody like uh, Jesse was able to connect with somebody who can help you to read the Bible, set, point you in the right direction so that it makes so much sense to you and is such a blessing. Thank you so much to our live studio audiences who have been coming in over the days. We just want to remind you that tomorrow is our last opportunity to join us live here at the tent at uh, Stewart's Point Convention Centre. Come in and join us for the show. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in His bosom that transfigures you and me. As He died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. While God is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, 
Hallelujah, His truth is marching on.